In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. I am truly in my million-dollar mindset today. I had such a wonderful weekend, and, you know, it's Mother's Day, and my kids are 24, so they're not around a lot. And so I really just enjoyed the day working on my ponds in the backyard, enjoying the first, maybe the second, if I'm wrong, I don't know, 70-degree day and lots of sun and just, you know, bonding with nature. And it really does put you in that fabulous, fabulous space. So I was able to let go of any distractions and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the weekly grind kind of stuff. And it's, Nice. So I'm, I'm wondering what you do to let go, to just relax, chill out, enjoy time with just yourself. And how does that help you to overcome the distracting emotions and, and things that you might have to deal with during the week? And today we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So if you're ready to overcome distracting emotions and break through the challenges in the areas of life that are most important to you to sort of get out of that survival mode and and start having more, more money, more time, more freedom, whatever is important to you, then today's guest believes that it may be time for you to give yourself permission to do the extraordinary things in life that you were meant to do. And he also believes that just maybe, maybe you deserve to be somebody who makes a difference. What do you think about that? I'm excited to introduce our guest today is Cheney Weiner, and he's the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential. It's an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide in all areas of life and helping them discover their hidden brilliance and uniqueness based on what's most important to them. Now, Cheney's inspired millions of people around the world, sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success in seven different areas of life, and I'm honored to have him here with us today. Welcome, Chaney. Thank you, Marla. It's a great pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Just delightful. I've been looking forward to our interview, Chaney, and uh, I'm curious. You say um, seven different areas of life. What are those critical areas of life? Yeah, they're financial, physical, family, or relationships, mm-hmm. mental, or mindset, you have spiritual, vocational, and social. And it's interesting. 
interesting because, um, well, we're talking about wealth and wealth mindset. And the first thing I do want to say is that everybody has wealth, but each person mm-hmm. has wealth in the areas of life that are most important to them. Right, right. And that's such an important perspective to remember that, you know, naturally we tend to equate wealth with our finances. And once we can start feeling abundant in other areas of our life, we can attract that financial wealth as well. Is that right? Absolutely, because I'm sure you know the way the universe works when you put out that signal or that energy that says, hey, I have more of, or in this case, more wealth universe gives it back to you it's just again it's in a different form and that form of course it depends on your values or what you put higher up on your priority list so for for someone whose family is most important to them that's where their wealth is going to be for someone who has a higher value on money that's where their wealth is going to be and the interesting thing is neither is right or wrong it's just based on what's most important Mm -hmm. to you you bring up such an interesting point cheney and a timely one because I had a client contact me just this morning and she's working on her, her values assignment. I have a values process that I put all my clients through and she's having a hard time with the wealth value because she says, well, she was having a hard time with all of her values because she says everything leads back to her spirituality and there's a conflict in there in achieving wealth. Can you talk more about that? That's very interesting. Uh, well, I could go a couple of ways with that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll put it like this. Number one, everybody is spiritual, and this kind of ties in or does tie into what I was just saying earlier. Your spirituality is in the area of life that's most important to you. So a person's, it sounds like her situation is she has wealth in her spirit, her spirituality, which is her cause, which is her mission, her vision. But this particular person sounds like they have a spiritual quest. So they have a cause. This person sounds like they have a particular cause. And if the, and if the money is the issue, then there may be some shame or guilt surrounding the money area but it's really tough to tell without having the person in front of me but that's what it sounds like it is yeah yeah exactly i'm certain and some fear is what we see in there oftentimes as well um do you find in your practice cheney that um that clients sometimes seem clients who are particularly uh, spiritual seem to have sort of a disconnect between achieving financial wealth and and their spirituality that that blending the two sometimes does bring up an excess amount of guilt or something along that line well the guilt at least what i well what i see is that it comes from the money part of it and obviously it's some type of belief that was injected in at some point in time and it's it, you know it's really interesting and I, I wouldn't say this is a true with 100% of the people but quite often there's this altruistic let's say this altruism that is involved and if you really take a look the people in fact I see this a lot people say well if you in fact I, I had to sort of uh, uh, the other day, somebody put out a question and said, well, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? And quite a few people said, I would give, 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 and give. Yep. Well, that's great, but in the universe, you can't give without receiving. And if you attempt to violate that universal law of fair exchange, you will get a lesson. And the lesson in this case is you end up broke financially. Ah, 
I love the way you put that, Cheney. That's that's a really wonderful and unique way of of articulating that particular law that you, you you can't upset the scales. You have to have that balance. And a lot of people can only give and they have the most difficult time receiving. Do you think that's a worth issue or what what do you think goes on there for a lot of people? Oh, I, I didn't catch that because the connection went out. Uh-oh. Um, so, so we're, we're going to call you back during the break and see if we see can how establish another connection. Yeah, there you, look at that. You're so right. I love that. <laughs> That's the first thought that came into my mind when it happened. You know, there's the balance, the synchronicity, if you will. What a what a great insight! Well, I was saying that I love I love the way you articulate about, uh, about that balance, and we just did such a fabulous demonstration of it. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, in my experience, I see a lot of clients who have a hard time with that of that flip side of the scale that they're givers, they're givers. I call them my little golden retrievers. You know, they just want to please everyone there. They're there to please. Well, and, mm-hmm, yeah, ahead. I. I, I I could do the whole, well, we could do the whole show on just that part of it, but I did want to mention something with the giving, because this is, this is a really big issue with people. And quite often there is a hidden agenda that's involved as well. Someone will say, oh, I just want to give, but I don't want anything in return. And when you really start looking and probing and start asking some questions, you'll find out that that's not true, because they do want something in return. And there's nothing wrong with that, because many times people have been told, well, you, in fact, I call this, well, many people will say, well, if you give the universe, we'll give you back in return. And I call that a having a hidden agenda with the universe, because it doesn't work that way, because there's, like I said, there's this law of fair exchange. You can't give without receiving, nor can you receive without giving. So many times people want to give, 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 and they think, oh, well, the person will just give me something back in return. It doesn't work that way. You'll get a lesson if you do it that way. Mm-hmm. And so to give with an open heart is mm. just as important as to receive with an open heart. Mm. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I love that insight. This is so such a fun conversation. You're right. We could do the whole show on this, but we're not going to. (laughs) Cheney, we're going to be going into break in about a minute. Um, But when we come back, I'd love to hear more about what you talk about as a defining moment and how that defining moment can contribute to the breakthrough in your life. Can you set us up in these last few seconds of how we can, over the break, review whether or not we've had a defining moment? moment well the first thing to be aware of is your values are what's most important to you so whatever it is that's most important to you your defining moment is going to center around that and again it could be your family it could be your finances it could be your business it could be sports in fact my defining moment that i had centered around that and triggered off a whole bunch of others so it's going to matter what's most important to you in your life and that will give you a pretty good sign of where it's going to occur Okay, wonderful. So as we go into this break, folks, think about your top three values. What are the most important things in your entire life? And we'll be back with Cheney Weiner in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. 
And we'll be right back after these. Was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. It wasn't his fate. No, the walks never struggled to communicate. Huh. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's the Cody Man Keith and he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Toginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wan and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number, number one, Keith's number one. Everybody Don't miss that Keith Wan show Wednesday nights at eight seven central on Toginet.com. How to invest? Where to invest? Where to save? Where to get the right insurance? What to do about taxes? Or even purchase a property? That's where Go to My Radio Show comes in. Join host Eli Covell Tuesday afternoons at four three central on Toginet.com. Go to My Radio Show is a show that helps you understand terms, strategies, and basic principles used by financial professionals. Go to My Radio Show is unbiased, and Eli Covell, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial choices. Go to My Show is not a financial service company and does not offer any financial services, but we will help you learn how to become a competent investor, understand the basic principles of finance, overcome barriers of investing, plan your financial future, and most of all, choose the right programs for you. Go to My Radio Show. With host Eli Covell, Tuesday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back. I am so thrilled to be here today with Cheney Weiner, who's dedicated to fulfilling his life's purpose of helping people live more empowered lives by realizing their own magnificence and brilliance. And Cheney, going into break, we were we were helping people understand what it is you mean by finding their defining moment or realizing their defining moment. And, and you said that it's going to be centered around their most important values. So talk to us more about that. Well, something that is most important to someone is going to be something that they're going to be more focused on and they're going to be more persistent on and they're going to strive towards. So whatever that is, is obviously something that's most important to someone and ultimately can lead to a defining moment. I know with me, I'll just mention this really quickly, back when I was 16, I went out for the baseball team in high school. That was the most important thing to me at that time. And even though I was the last person to get cut from the team, the coach paid me a compliment that stuck with me for the rest of my life. He said, you have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. He says, if you come out for the team next year, you'll make the team. Well, the interesting thing is, I felt a little shift in that moment. And I wasn't sure what, because I wasn't expecting that outcome. But the interesting thing is, I never went out for the team after that. It took me down a different 
path. So for me, at that point in time, it was sports, particularly baseball. Now, it wouldn't be that. It would be something in business and some, or something else when my next defining moment comes. So, And I've had various ones during the course of my life, just in different areas. But that was the first one I had. But my point is, it's centered around your values. So, you're, so for anyone listening, you're going to have defining moments in different areas of your life. And the important thing is, it's what's true to you. That's why it's important to know your values and to live according to your values. Because many times people are living with I should, I have to's, I've got to's, instead mm-hmm. of I'd love to, I'm inspired to. There's a big difference. So whatever that defining moment is, it's going to center around something that you love doing and that you're inspired to do. And if if some of our listeners truly feel like they, they can't say they know what a defining moment has been for them, um, how how would one open their eyes to begin to watch for it or look for it or or even understand when it occurs? Well, many times people will not recognize what that defining moment is because they perceive that they've had many negative moments. And William James, mm-hmm. the father of psychology, said human beings can alter their lives by altering their perceptions and attitudes and mind. So what I encourage people to do is to go back in their life and... Let's say someone says, well, I've never had a defining moment. Well, the chances are pretty good. That person has had a lot of perceived negative moments. So I would have them go back to a particular point in time of, of, of negative moments, whichever ones they want, and look for the opposite in the same moment. I just shared with you what happened with me. I got cut from the baseball team. The coach rejected me, but in the same moment, he accepted me. So there was that yeah. synchronicity. That's probably why I never... I don't want to say went off the deep end, but that's in all likelihood why I didn't really get upset and it really bothered me because something else came about out of it in that same moment. So for someone listening, go back, particularly to that negative moment, and look for the opposite, and you may very well find that moment or that defining moment from that moment. So this reminds me of the conversation that probably all of us have had from time to time, and that is, you know, if you could go back and relive your life again, what would you do differently, right? What are your thoughts on that con- that, that line of conversation? That's a great question, and in fact, that's um, one of the things I was going to mention at some point here, and... My answer to that is you do not want to go back and change anything. And, in fact, this leads to a question that I want to put out there, and that is if you can go back in time, back to when you were born, and you had the opportunity to live your life all over again and knew the same things would happen all over again, would you go through it again? And when I ask this question to people, most people will say, well, yeah, I would change everything. Some people would say, well, I would just change one thing. You don't want to change anything because you don't know if you change that one thing that could, quote, unquote, make it better in one area, you don't know the ripple effect in other areas. And whenever I talk about this, I like to reference people to a couple of movies to illustrate this point. One of them is Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen that movie? No, I've never seen that one. Tell me about it. Real quick, she got fired from her job. I don't know what city it took place in, but after she got fired, this is how the movie starts out, she goes to catch the subway train, and when she's walking down the steps, a little girl got in her way for a split second. She missed getting on the train. The doors slid on her. She missed getting mm-hmm. on the train. So what the movie did at that point was, 
could trace back a few seconds before that had that girl not gotten in her way when she was walking down the steps and what would have happened if she got on the train and the movie went back and forth throughout the whole movie if she made it or if she got on the train if she didn't and two completely different outcomes so the point or what I took out of it is you don't I'm not going to give away the movie and what happened but you don't want to change anything or per, even perceptually you don't want to say well if i could go back in time and i would change that I, you don't want to do you don't want to do that yeah well i think you know i'm i'm kind of thinking through my life as as you're talking about this and i know that i'm certainly at a place where i would say there's not a single thing i would change because you know i've been through my share of tragedy and 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 stress and loss and everything and and you know when you're going through it you go through the the, the grief and the why me stuff but in the end it's made me the person i am today and the and the coach i am today and it's contributed to my success and my understanding and my ability to help my clients so well. And, but I think that for people who are actually going through grief, trauma, loss, uh, financial woes, so on and so forth, it's probably really more difficult for them to say there's nothing. Well, right. Well, I encourage people, and this is what I do. I encourage people to go back to those moments, take the time and trace it back. And even if it's something that's going on now, and be grateful for that. Because again, mm-hmm. every situation, I want people to get this, every situation has both sides equally. The only way we can see a particular situation having more negatives than positives in this case is based on our perception, which is based on our values. So I'm not telling people that you shouldn't think a certain way. What I'm telling people or what I do teach people is to go back to that moment, look for the opposite in that moment, and you will find it. And I get from people all the time, it's not there. Let me share a really cool story yeah, here with someone. Yeah. I, I, I had a woman who's in my Breakthrough to Achieve program, mm-hmm. and she has a master's degree from Harvard in education. She applied to the Harvard PhD program, and in her mind, she got rejected. She got the notice, she got rejected, and that was bothering her. So I had her go back to the moment when she perceived that she got rejected, when she got the notice. I asked her, I said, well, who was accepting you in that moment? And at first, she, she got it. But she was looking, oh, a couple of days later, my friends, my family. I said, go back to that moment. Because unless she goes back to that moment, she'll just continue to carry that, quote, unquote, baggage on and on and on. So she went back to the moment. And then she got, she's pretty sharp from Harvard. Mm -hmm. And she saw in the moment when she got that letter that she got, or she perceived rejection, she realized her family was there accepting her, her PhD advisor, her friends at Harvard, and she just listed a whole bunch of people. I think she came by seven or eight people that she actually realized was there accepting her. So that allowed her to clear out that misperception and allowed her to see both sides of the event. In fact, that's a great way to clear out past baggage, emotional mm. baggage. So this really ties into the whole, if you were to go back in time thing, you don't want to change it. You want to go back, and it could be anything. If it's money, real quick, I had a situation. I got involved in a business. I gave person that ended up costing me over $50,000 that I never got back. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were a lot of gifts that came about from that. And in fact, I want to mention one other thing on that. I didn't forgive the person. He didn't forgive me. He didn't apologize. I didn't apologize. I actually wrote him an email and thanked him, and I left it at that. Because if I would have been in a, in a state of, oh, I forgive you, it's okay, I'd still be carrying that emotional charge around, and I'm not. 
Because if it wasn't for that, I would I wouldn't be doing this interview with you right now. So expand on that a little bit. That's that's interesting because we read a lot about forgiveness being the key to freedom. Um, but now you're saying you know don't necessarily forgive. Approach it with thanks. Is that what you're saying? Well, I like to approach it from thank you for giving me that experience versus, oh, I forgive you. Because when people typically say, oh, I forgive you, number one, they'll have a tendency to attract that type of situation again. And number two, they still have a bit of an emotional charge on it. So the key Mm -hmm. is to say, okay, how did whatever that person, whatever I perceive that person is doing to me that I want to forgive them for, how did it benefit me? And gotcha. it's a big difference because that puts you in a state, you mentioned about being in the heart before, that puts you in the heart, that puts mm-hmm. you in a state of true gratitude, and as I like to say, this, whoever the person is who you may want to forgive for something you thought or perceived that they did to you, they are your teacher. They're there to help you to realize, to wake you up to love yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's take this to a little bit more of an extreme. I'm just finding this so fascinating, Cheney. Um, I work with emotional freedom techniques, and um, I don't know. Are you familiar with EFT tapping? EFT, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I work with a lot of people who've been through trauma, truly traumatic events in their lives, and you know, uh, I do take them. Th- through a forgiveness stage with EFT. How can I take them back to a place where, you know, incest may have been involved, for instance, and ask them to be grateful for that experience? Well, there's a lot involved with that, certainly beyond what I could say in the scope of the time we have together. But it's, in essence, it's, it's like any other situation. It's a perception of whatever it was that they're perceiving. Now, again, I want to mention this. I'm not saying to let people off the hook, nor mm-hmm. am I saying for people to go around and not, quote, unquote, let go. Because many times, that, that's why I'm clarifying what I'm saying when I talk about this. Because many times people will hear, if someone's saying, well, they don't believe in the traditional forgiveness, that the person who's saying that is going to be bitter, angry, and resentful. In fact, it's, the, it's not that at all. It's letting go of it. Because mm-hmm. you, want to, you, you want to see how that, benef- how that situation helped you. And if you really take a look at it, many times in situations, now this is going to vary from person to person, that there's incest or rape. Some of these people actually end up forming their own business on how to help, let's say, women or the women in that. So if it wasn't for that, quote, unquote, rape, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing, helping people. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but just understand how it helped and benefited you and what you're doing so you can help others do the same. Hey, we're going into a break. We'll be right back with Cheney Weiner. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Linda Link is Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast. Holly, tell us about it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company 
You must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the Internet. Lindale Link. Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication. Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriend It, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, GirlfriendIt.com. Don't miss Girlfriend It with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today exploring that Million Dollar Mindset with Cheney Weiner. Cheney, I'm enjoying our our discussion so much. Thank you for being here. In our previous segment, you mentioned your Breakthrough to Achieve program. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, that program is basically designed to help people overcome distracting emotions such as fear, guilt, regret, resentment, stress, Mm -hmm. depression, emotions along that line. So they can have so basically, they can realize their magnificence, their brilliance, and genius, and have that breakthrough in their lives so they can get clear on what they're here to be, do, and have. Because many times people say, well, I, they don't know what they want to do. Well, everybody does know, but they have that stuff that's in the way. So this particular program is designed to clear that stuff out and gain clarity. Wonderful. And where can our listeners find more information on that? If they can go to um, ChaneyWiner.com, that's C-H-A-N-E-Y-W-E-I-N-E-R.com. And actually, I have up there the home study program is up. I'm about to put up the coaching program, so that's coming. Fabulous, fabulous. Congratulations on that. It sounds exciting. It sounds wonderful. So we've been talking about going back and, and, and not necessarily using forgiveness as a vehicle, but um, uh, thanks and gratitude basically is what you've been saying because it takes you to that higher vibration. I really like that that theory because that works so well with the universal laws that we've been talking about in this program. Yeah, and, you know, just one more thing on the forgiveness. Now, I want to say this. I understand and I see what people's intent is with forgiveness, and many people use it as a, well, I'm going to let go. But many people are not aware that there is, I mentioned before, that there's still that emotional charge to some degree, and that's the key. And you want to clear that out of there. So when I speak about this, 
it's worth saying again, I'm not telling people to just be angry and bitter towards someone, no, but it's just a different way of how to look at it. Again, the key word, to be grateful for the situation and to see how you can learn from it and especially how you can help and serve other people in the process. Mm-hmm. Right, and and I had mentioned going into the break um, EFT, and I think that working with forgiveness with EFT, what was dawning on me as you were talking is that it's, it kind of comes to the same thing because we use the forgiveness as a cool as a tool to the letting go, and and EFT achieves the letting go. So in essence, we're kind of doing the same thing, but you're not using the tapping. You could, yeah. Because I yeah. don't do the tapping, but yeah, you, you could say that. But again, the thing is, I like to typically ask people, well, what do you mean by forgiveness? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like success. It's just like wealth. You know, what do you mean by that? You know, maybe, right. Like you said at the beginning of the show, wealth, most people look at that as money. And that's fine because that's what we've been pretty much, let's say, conditioned to equate it to. Well, it's the same thing with forgiveness. What what do you mean by forgiveness? What do you mean by success? What do you mean by wealth? So again, it's going to mean different mm-hmm. things right. for different people. But my main point is with the forgiveness part of it, to just be aware that if that there could still be leftover emotional charges or baggage as a result of that. That was my sure. main point. Sure, sure. I appreciate that. So Cheney, talk to us a little bit about what you know, what does holding on to these past pains and the emotional baggage and everybody's stuff got to do with, with being held back from your success or your happiness? How can, how can that hold you back? Well, if we're talking in terms of past pains or like we've been saying emotional baggage, and we pretty much have been saying this as we've been moving along here. It really clouds the magnificence and brilliance of who you are. Because, again, we see the world through our values. And no two people's values are exactly the same. In fact, if any two people have the same values or if any two people are exactly the same, then one is unnecessary. And many times people try to impose what they feel is right onto somebody else. And then as a result of that, somewhere along the line, the... You know, the those situations come up where they, in essence, generate emotional baggage down the road. So the whole idea here is to especially understand the values part of it, what's most important to you. And, hey, you know, someone else may be close, but they don't have the same values as you do. And I know I'm kind of going off in a little direction on this, but it's really that mm-hmm. important because many times people don't realize this, and this is actually the the core and the, I just say the cornerstone behind if someone is attracting wealth or not and the other part of it is being able to manage your emotions so there's really two we can do two shows on just that right there I know <laughs> I know I know there's so much to talk about here I love it I love it so you know we're talking about identifying values and as I said earlier that's a process I take all my clients through because I agree with you Cheney it's it's the core it's the key um to, to everything. And, you know, you said no two people can have exactly the same values. And you may have the top three values the same as someone else, but it would be in our definition of the value, correct? And how we see the value. That's um, an excellent point you bring up. I do want to mention that because you said that two people could have the same top three values. 
for example, someone could have top value of money, family, and physical health. Two right. people could have that, but when you go within the finances, within the family, within the physical health, in fact, this is one of the things that I do teach in the Breakthrough to Achieve program. I have them identify their top values, but then I have them go within each area and identify their values within there because that's where you're going to see the differences because, let's face it, right. there are many, I'm sure you could find probably certainly thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people who have the same top three, mm -hmm. but when you go within there, that's where you're going to see the differences. So I kind of, not kind of, but I get a little bit, I get more detailed with it. Yep. Yeah, as do I. And I think that sometimes we want to even redefine our values as they relate to, to health or, or uh, wealth or, you know, in finance and such. Because, you know, in, in my case, for instance, I used to push the wealth value away. And when I sat down to define that value, what I saw for me was that I was defining wealth in a way that was very unappealing to me. And it wasn't until I redefined the way I looked at that that I could step in and embrace that prospect. Yeah, and the other thing is what you said brought up something as well, and that mm -hmm. is you want to every few months to go through those values because they are going to change. Mm -hmm. And even within a yeah. particular area, I mean, it could be within money or within family or relationships, but the dynamic will change. So. I encourage people to just go back, take the time to invest in yourself and read, like you said, redefine the values because they may very well change. And in fact, they most likely will change to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. As we change, they change. And uh, that's important. That's a really great point. So, name, right? <laughs> right. I mean, life would get pretty boring. <laughs> in fact, I think there was... Um, was it the Twilight Zone? It was one of those type of shows where I forgot. Maybe this is going to be funny. And maybe it was the Flintstones, where because um, I used to watch the Flintstones when the guy, uh, when the the ones from the spaceship came down and they cloned Fred, and there were a whole bunch of Fred Flintstones running around. <laughs> I, I don't just, remember I, that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it's just well, I do know why because you wouldn't want the. How would the world be if everybody was like Marla, if everyone was like Cheney? We, it would be, we couldn't exist. Exactly. It would be one boring world, wouldn't it? And, it would. and business, business would be a whole different world, too. We'd have either all chiefs and no Indians or vice versa, right? It would. But, you know, something is, as, as much as we're laughing and joking about it, again, I don't come from the blame game, but many people subconsciously want others to be like them. So in, a, so in a sense, that's a form of what people do, especially in relationships, because any relationship, business, you know, intimate, whatever it is, there's the communication that takes place and the conflict that stems out of it, and I'll even go as far as to say nations as well, stems from this very thing, and we're laughing about it here, but it's the dynamic that takes place at every level. Yeah. That, that is, it's, it's so important to realize that we have to step into that place of, of allowing, right? Allowing people their opinions, allowing people their viewpoints, and so on. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to agree with it. Look, I, I like to tell people, well, let me say it like this. There's people listening to this interview right now who, in all likelihood, love what I'm saying, and then there's the other half who are saying, this guy 
I don't like what he's saying, and that's okay. Because if I'm running around, I don't. But if if I was to run around and expect everybody to agree with, agree with me all the time, that's unrealistic. And it's unrealistic yeah. for anybody to think that. So it's okay to have both sides because you have it anyway. In fact, mm-hmm. if... I mean, think about it. If you're ever at an event and somebody's speaking and, you know, after they're done, people get up and um, clap, I guarantee you half the people in the room are standing up because they really love what the person's speaking about, and the other half are getting up because they feel that if they don't get up, people are going to look at them, so they say, oh, what the heck, everybody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. Uh (laughs) But meanwhile, half of that room is saying, I don't like the speaker or what they spoke about, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny. It makes you want to go and look around the room. You're right. I've done that. I've been guilty. I've done it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it. <laughs> that's great. So basically, it sounds like what we're looking at here is, you know, to go back to these these experiences that create our limiting beliefs, if you will, and and our baggage and our emotional ties that that aren't serving us and to achieve this breakthrough. Um what what does that free us from? How does that help us get to that successful space in life that we all desire? Well, having that breakthrough just, I call it that signature, that breakthrough moment where you just, I'll put it like this, at that point get the quote-unquote proof and the evidence that, hey, I can do this. In fact, I'll just give another example here, and this uh, this one goes back a while. Back in, I believe it was this, I forgot, the, I'm, I'm usually good with dates. I'm surprised I don't remember the year. I think it was back in the early 60s, the four-minute mile. I think it was Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Nobody could break it. Well, after he broke the four-minute mile barrier, everybody started doing it. Right, so right. he initially had that breakthrough. I know I'm using a running example, but it applies mm-hmm. in any area of life. He broke that barrier, and all of a sudden, people got the belief, well, heck, if he, if he could do it, I could do it. Well, it's the same thing with you in your breakthrough. When you get that, let's say, confirmation that, hey, you know, I had my moment here, then And we'll be back in just a moment with Cheney Weiner. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parent's Plate is here to help you. The Parent's Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginat. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parent's Plate does. The Parent's Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. 
Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. You get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's real moms in the real world. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Cheney Weiner. You'll find more information on his website at ChaneyWeiner.com, C-H-A-N-E-Y. W-E-I-N-E-R. So make sure and go there and check out his Breakthrough to Achieve programs. And that all sounds very exciting. Hey, Cheney, this is our last segment, and I feel like we could talk for another two hours. All right, we're rolling right along. (laughs) We really are. So, so okay, so we've cleared, hypothetically, the emotional baggage, and, and we're allowing success. We're in that more allowing place to allow success, love, wealth, whatever it is. What are some steps now that people can take to kind of get the universal ball rolling in the right direction? Well, the first step, which is what we've been talking about, is, well, the first two steps, the values, and then clearing out that emotional baggage or those distracting emotions because that really sets the... The, the base or the foundation to take the action because, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm sure you get this too from a lot of people to say, well, I don't know what type of action to take. You know, how do I know what type of action to take? And the interesting thing is when you take care of the values part, you become inspired. When you clear out that emotional baggage and those distracting emotions, it clears you out even more. And then you start to see the opportunities. You start to act on the opportunities. And you, especially if you have a big enough, well, this is one of the things I do with people. I ask them, well, what's your why? What are your, what are your whys? Because when you know the whys, well, when you have enough whys, the hows will take care of themselves. And if you really look at it, Bill, I always like to use Bill Gates, Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, any one of these people. Way back, way back, when they were starting out, they didn't know the how, but they had a big enough why, they had a big vision, and the hows came along. Now, I'm not saying to just go, you know, meander along and not know what you're going to do, but if you have a big enough why and you're in line and congruent with your values, all of a sudden the situation will come up, the opportunity will come up, the person will come up, this person will help you, and, and next thing you know, you're you're getting the how. So I'm given a condensed version of how to take what we've been talking about and get that into the action part of it. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much the values and the distracting emotions because, again, the values will give you the opportunity to say, hey, this is what I truly want to do. Managing the emotions and overcoming those distracting emotions allows you to keep 
what you have. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's just such a truly important point, Cheney, because you know we we often are driven. And, or actually uh, stopped, actually paralyzed by our fear. And, you know, letting go of this baggage is letting go of the fear in a big way. And once we can do that, then we're emotionally free to look forward and uh, and to feel that, that receptivity and creativity that we need. Yeah, because, uh, again, fear is a lopsided perception where someone will see more negatives than positives more pain than pleasure, more challenge than support. And that's why you want to go back to those moments or whatever it is for you where you see that lopsided perception and balance it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key because you know, some people say it's false evidence appearing real. Well, in a sense, that's what I'm saying. And it is. And it's one-sided. And we live in a universe that's two-sided. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people, in fact, Something else I talk about is this whole notion of people saying that they're not perfect. Well, we are. Each person is perfect because they have both sides. If you're looking for one side in this, no one will ever be perfect. And that's when you'll hear people say, well, I'm not perfect, or no one's perfect. Well, the fact is you are. You have both sides. Even those things that you don't like about yourself, they benefit you. It's just a matter of taking the time to look and see how it does. Yeah, and isn't it wonderful to to see how people can take what they at one time viewed as their imperfections and actually turn those around to positive qualities and characteristics that help them build a business or thrive in a job or become a better parent or something along that line. Yeah, and um, that's, see, see, that's the thing. A lot of people are looking, they only want the positive, the positive. Positive is important. You have both, and they both mm-hmm. serve. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the key, because the thing is, if somebody gets too, this is going to sound a little funny here, maybe shocking, if someone gets too, way too positive, they'll have a tendency to get cocky, puffed up, they'll build yep. themselves up, and in situations like that, the universe will say, hey, nobody can live this way. The universe comes in and that's and and gives that weird event or that weird thing that comes up that people can't explain. Now, someone who isn't doesn't have a high level of awareness will attribute it maybe to the economy or to the person next door instead of saying, hey, you know, it's a matter of being, I like to use, it's a matter of being poised and present. Yes. In fact, I want to mention one, I want to mention a book by Napoleon Hill, Law of Success. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that book? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Not Think and Grow Rich. It's the one that came out before Think and Grow Rich. The, the smaller one, right? The yeah. big, the big, thick one that's about a thousand Okay, days. I have them reversed then. I have them reversed. Okay. Well, he had a chapter in there on self-control, which is being poised. Mm-hmm. And he says the people, in his experience, and he dealt with, um, we know Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, those kind of people. And um, he said that the, one of the main attributes is self-control or poise. And you must have that quality, that trait, or be able to, I'll put it like this, or the way he put it, he said that, I'm not quoting him directly, but he said that that is a necessary trait or quality to have in order to have wealth, financial wealth he was talking about. To be poised. So talk more about that. Yeah, and it's a matter of, again, knowing how to handle situations, how knowing how to manage your emotions, not getting too up, 
not getting too down. The best example to give here is the lottery. I'm, I'm sure you know people who win the lottery. What's the 95% of them go back to mm-hmm. what they were like before financially? Right. The reason for that is because they weren't prepared. They didn't know what their responsibilities, their accountabilities were. They got way too up. They got way too puffed up and cocky and elated. And the universe says, well, if you're going to get like that, we're going to bring something in to balance you out. Well, since they won the lottery, I'm giving a metaphor here. The universe will say, okay, you're not ready to handle that money. So all of a sudden, the person's going to come in who you're going to claim ripped you off. Or this person's going to come in, you're going to give money there. Next thing you know, your money's going to be gone. It's all a matter of matching emotions, being poised, and if you have a really big opportunity that's coming your way, particularly with money, ask the question, what accountabilities are going to come with this? What are the responsibilities that are going to come with this? And bring that emotion down, and that's when you're coming from a poised state, if it's something like that like a big opportunity that comes your way that you've never had before. Yeah. So, Cheney, throughout the show, you've been talking about this 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 balance, if you will, having having that, that balance. And, and you know, our, our producer is also asking, is, is that the same as self-control? Uh, is, that, is this balance that you're talking about self-control? Well, self-control and poise, the way I like to say it, is how you handle situation. So if let's say you have a situation that comes up where you perceive it's being or in your perception it's negative, well, self having self control and being poised, you'll see both sides of it. That's when you have the balance. I kinda sound like not kinda sound like I sound like Master Yoda here from Star Wars. <laughs> and I love the Star Wars movies and I can do I can do six shows on that. On the mystical but, balance, yes. But as funny as it sounds I'm going off on a movie thing here. If you watch that movie, they're continuously talking about bringing balance in order to the force. And yeah. people laugh and say, oh, it's some fu- you know, funny science fiction movie. That movie has real-life applications in it. And oh, actually, we're talking about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Cheney, do you, do you allow yourself bad moods? Everybody has them. Mm-hmm. But the one thing what I do is, it's going to sound funny. I actually am prepared. And, you know, I'm prepared for when those situations come up. So I'll, I'm kind of a numbers geek. Let's say someone who isn't as aware will a situation comes up, and on a scale of one to ten, they'll have a ten if something doesn't go uh, go their way. Reaction. With me, it, with me, it may be a one because I'm prepared for it. So for me to say, well, I never get emotionally charged or I never get upset is delusional because no human being functions like that. Right. But it's how you prepare for those situations or as I like to say, anticipate those situations before they come up and you're better able to handle them and you move through them in a much more poised manner. But they are going to come up. You can't run away from them. It's just a matter of how you handle them. And so some people would wonder if anticipating the situations that might be viewed as as negative, unexpected situations is kind of asking for the problem to come, is negative well, thinking. That, that's a great yeah, here's another show topic. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great question and um, I understand where that's coming from, but when you realize that every situation has both sides equally, that's the key. Because yeah. there are a lot of people, some people in that new age movement would say, well, I don't want to put that out there. Well, the fact is, if you're going out there and you're looking for just the one side all the time, you will get the other side. So 
it's important to be aware that every situation has benefits and drawbacks, positives and negatives. And if you're aware of that, it helps you to move through those situations when they come up, again, in a much more poised manner. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, I think it's probably too the way you approach it is to not worry about these things coming up, but simply prepare yourself for the prospect. For Yeah, and say, you know, if such and such were to come up, another way to put it, uh, put it you could say, all right, well, if, if such and such happened, if it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, how would it benefit me? And it's not putting out this energy that, oh, I am looking for a negative thing to come up because, again, if somebody goes around and tries to be positive and happy all the time, you'll you have both sides and and that's how the mind functions the mind has happiness and sadness positive and negative and anytime someone tries to get more of one side than the other they set themselves up for the very thing they don't want to have in their life so it's a wise thing to do to understand you have both sides they both serve and the things that you perceive as drawbacks or the things that you perceive as negatives or benefits and the things that you perceive as positives could actually be drawbacks that's another show topic. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. We've come up with, what, about four of them today, haven't we? <laughs> I broke my record. <laughs> well, good. Good. I'm, I'm glad you've been, been challenged or whatever it is here. That's fabulous. Cheney, thank you so much for being with us today. We have just a few seconds before we sign off. Why don't you share again with our audience how we can find you? Yeah, they can go to ChaneyWiner.com. That's C-H, I'll spell it again, C-H-A-N-E-Y. W-E-I-N-E-R dot com. Thank you, Cheney. It's been delightful. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 